It's Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome! Merry Christmas, Pascal. How are you? I'm very good. A Merry Christmas to you, our viewers and listeners. This is episode number 20. Would you believe it? I know. Happy holidays. Uh, we are absolutely in the festive season uh, and the festive, festive spirit, should I say. Welcome to the 90-day website mastery podcast uh, yes as pascal's just said this is episode 20 we're celebrating the launch of our new program the completion of the website best practice webinar series we wanted to find a way to continue to share more advice and insights about making your website work harder and for you to feel proud about your website again we've got four segments in every episode we've got you ask we answer we have website stories we have um, the website engine room and of course we always finish with a call to action so we have the website call to action where you could make one change or adjustment that you could make to your website right now to help you start feeling proud of your website pascal we've got the uh, the title of this one as being uh, boost your website success content optimization and essential tools so um i uh, i'm i think we're in for a treat seeing that it's uh, christmas as well Yes, I mean, ultimately, you know, when we think about number 20, that means that 20 questions that we've answered so far, that's 20 content pieces about, you know, being proud of your website again, that's 40 taken as we reviewed for people and 40 adjustments that you can do so that your website can work harder for you. When you add up the numbers, it's mad. Uh, I think we should just get cracking, Christmas crackers. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with the first segment, which is... You ask, we answer. So we have a very interesting question for number 20. In fact, this is somebody that kind of challenged me, uh, a listener of the, of the show, that um, reminded me that some episodes ago, Johnny and I recommended that people should look at the performance of their blog post, pick the best performing ones, and add media content to get more value and, and more results from your website. But then I was challenging, well, what about the blogger articles who have little to no traffic? What am I supposed to do with them? You didn't mention it on your show. Uh, question is, should I delete them or should I keep them? Well, from my SEO background, I'm forever looking at things like this, to be perfectly honest, because what you find is that blog uh, blogs that you have on the website that get very little traffic actually drag your website down in a way. Um, and hold your website back and and can have an effect on the relevancy of your overall website. So what we're wanting to do is constantly paint a picture to the likes of Google, to the likes of the search engines, that our entire website is engaging. Um, and so if you have uh, blog posts that have little to no traffic, actually, it's really important to start dealing with them. I know that um, we have the, the three R's uh, method methodology, which I'll let you go into a bit more, Pascal. Um, but for me, it's about understanding, having a look at the content and deciding, okay, what could, is there something that we could do with this? If, if, we, if there's low traffic, does it need an update? Does it need uh, rewriting? Or alternatively, do we need to delete it? Do we need to remove it? Um, and, uh, and, and just admit that actually that blog post was great at the time and it was relevant for whatever it was at the time but actually it's just way past it it's not not relevant anymore at all so it's around you know could we make something evergreen could we update something or actually is it just time to delete and and, and as i said 
from an SEO point of view, there's um, one of the first, one of the, the things that we do in the initial work looking at a website is looking at traffic to blogs, identify ones that are low traffic and actually start removing some. Uh, that's interesting, that kind of decluttering. Uh, I myself am a self-confessed content hoarder, so I do find it difficult uh, to remove. To your point, Johnny, sometimes I find myself having very fond memories of the, the creation bit. So you kind of go, oh, do I have to? It's a bit like video editing, which we're going to come on to in, in a moment. So so I, I'm going to bring the audience as well as the SEO element to say, well, can you do enough research to ascertain whether or not what the article is about is still of interest and still relevant. And if that's the case, then is it that maybe it was too short, maybe was it poorly supported by the lack of internal links, or maybe it was one of those uh, that got forgotten for during the email marketing and social media push and so on. So if it's relevant, then I, I'm keen to look at a way to either retain, rewrite, or remove. These are the three R's that we teach on the 90-day website mastery program. So the retain for me, Johnny, would be that some very, very minor adjustments to bring it alive again again, to maybe refresh you know, the, 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 the thumbnail, to maybe look at the way you split the article by creating more headlines, subheaders, and that, that kind of things, and, and making sure that it is linked and referred to internally very, very well. So, so the retain is where, once again, it remains relevant and remains of interest, and hopefully belongs to a bigger family of articles. The rewrite suggests that you are still on subject, but you completely got the tone wrong, you got the structure wrong. Uh, it needs to completely be, be looked at again from from you know, top to, to to bottom, and then the remove is what you said. So uh, it's not relevant. It's it's of no interest. Maybe you've written something that is actually a lot better and resonate more with your audience, and it's literally been preceded by perhaps not even more recent, but just better, better performing ones. So retain, rewrite, and remove is something that people should do, I would say, once a quarter by looking at the performance of their website. But the, the end of year, the start of the year, is a very, very good time as well to be doing this exercise. I like the uh, phrase that you used, declutter. You know, mm -hmm. we all need to declutter. I'm I'm also a hoarder as well, uh, and um, but you know it it freshens the mind decluttering, uh, and so I think yeah really really worth it. I should say by the way that uh, if you're listening or watching, uh, perhaps you're uh, uh, listening to the replay. Brilliant if you're here on the podcast. Thank you very much. Maybe you're with us live right now. We are live. We're live on Facebook. We're live on LinkedIn. We're live on YouTube. Uh, so if you're with us right now, please do uh, drop some comments. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, and uh, but if you're listening on the replay, it's brilliant to have you. Uh, and uh, make sure if this is helpful, uh, resourceful, please tell your friends as well. So I just wanted I missed I missed mentioning that at the beginning. I just wanted to make sure that everyone felt welcome, whatever platform you were listening to us on. We're really grateful that you're here. So thank you very much. Um, perhaps we should move to our next segment, which is website stories. Now, in this segment of the show, Johnny and I choose an article, a podcast, or a video, something that we can review and react so that we can derive some lessons and be better website marketers. So we've chosen a video title, 
on-page video SEO, a whiteboard Friday by Crystal Carter for our friends at Moz.com. So I think that's probably the third or fourth time that we've had Moz, but it's just a great resource. It's a wonderful de destination. It was really my first go-to website when I started uh, as an SEO trainer and consultant. A quick introduction for you, Johnny, and our viewers and listeners. Crystal Carter is the head of SEO communications at Wix, and she was asked to quote and mention what her favorite thing is about SEO. And I love this sentence that she wrote in her profile. Uh, she wrote, I enjoy the thrill of the hunt, finding a riddle, coming up with a solution and making it work. And I think, you know, with regard to what we do, um, whether it's from website design to website optimization and SEO, it is about actually solving the this enigma, the riddle of audience engagement, audience interest, but also our own passion as business owners and, and as content creators and having that, that kind of perfect relationship. Now, on the subject of on-page video SEO, the Whiteboard Fridays is, um, well, it's known to you and I, but very, very quickly, as the name may suggest, we, we have an expert like Crystal that literally has written on the whiteboard uh, a quick summary, sometimes very visual of what she wants to talk about, and then she just you know does the chalk and talk. And there's something really, really attractive about a handwritten note on a whiteboard, different colors, very imperfect graphics, as opposed to what we're seeing at the moment, where people are trying to make it look too sharp and too perfect. And there's a reason why I'm mentioning this. So what I like about the video is twofold structure. I love when something is explained with structure. So in, in this case, with video SEO, with regard to video on your website, she splits the considerations and a reflection that indeed the conversation should be having with your team and your web designer uh, around three elements. The video content itself, so the video file, you could ask say, the video platform that will host your video, and then the video web page. And on Bear in mind, you know, the subject of the podcast and our program, I'm going to zero into the video webpage. So please do watch the entire video to have some insight into what she recommends when it comes to video content, video platform. But this video webpage, so how do we get maximum value from the, uh, the effort it takes to create a video? She's so looking at four elements. Number one, of course, the technical SEO foundation of having a video. And in 2024 onwards, you won't be surprised to hear, Johnny, that it's just not enough now to just copy and paste the URL from YouTube, let's say, or Vimeo and Wistian and a few others, and then walk away from the whole thing. She's really asking us to consider doing a bit more and talk to your designers, talk to your kind of technicians to have the ability to generate structured data for your website, and in particular, adding additional meta tags. So that's number one. Number two, this is interesting, adding a transcript to your site. So below the video, maybe after the show notes, as we sometimes call them, can we have a literally word-for-word -word transcript uh, of the conversation? Now, someone could be surprised and say, well, what's the point? Uh, you, you know, I'm either going to read or I'm not going to watch, but we now know that people will You'll press play and then follow along whilst reading the transcript, almost like what we used to when we were children, you know, and we had the story being read, we wanted to see the pages and word. But what she's arguing, it's not just, and of course, that's the primary uh, consideration, it's not to add value to your visitor's experience, but also Google is needing to see that we have some natural language on the web page at the time where everything is produced by AI in volume. And she's making reference to the, uh, to the infamous experience, expertise, authority, 
and trustworthiness. Next, make sure that your video is at the top of the page, literally just after your H1. Now, this may surprise our viewers and listeners thinking, well, sure, that's obvious. Journey and I will show you examples of videos that are, are literally at the bottom of the page. I, I see this all the time. Bit of a bit of a side, people are rushing a bit their, their content creation. They they forgot, oh, quick, and, and they're plonking on the, the YouTube URL. So it needs to be at the top of the page. And then finally, can you find ways to encourage people to react and comment on that uh, video web page by opening up the comment sections if you have one or at least finding ways for people to be seen to be reacting positively google is also looking after that so this is the element of video web page which is supplemented by the video on video content and video platform consideration but yeah it was a great whiteboard friday um she covers a lot of grounds in the space of 10 minutes it's got the key elements uh, totally. Um, so the the four things that you mentioned, it's adding that scheme, adding that uh, additional meta tags. And if you've got a WordPress site, you can use things like Rank Math or Yoast to be able to inject uh, meta tags onto the the uh, the video quite easily. Transcripts, you know, no brainer. It's a great way to get the content onto the page. In fact, I'd go further and I'd add uh, section uh, topics uh, or, or sorry, topics or. Um, uh, and, and sort of bullet point the different topics that were in in the, the video as well uh, to add a bit more content to the page. Um, yeah, making sure that the video is at the top of the page, obviously, and user-generated content. How can you get some uh, real content on the page from users? So, yeah, I, I think you're right. A lot of website owners literally just embed the video and don't even think about the SEO side of it or the, the engagement side of it. And um, if you want to feel proud of your website, which is what the 90-Day Website Mastery uh, course is all about, then you need to not just do the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, if I may, just very quickly make a recommendation because I've been working with clients a lot. I mean, obviously, people will know that video is kind of my favorite content type, although I cover all all others. Um, there's a lot of video content that is produced directly on social media, uh, which is then lost to time and and algorithms. So my recommendation would be for people to spend time maybe in early next year to re reclaim those video files, find a way for them to you know be a part of your website experience because this is just um, lost and and wasted opportunities for your audience to be impressed with what you have to say and do. Absolutely. And on that note, we'll go to our third segment, which is the website engine room. In each episode, Johnny and I choose one app, one software solution, maybe one piece of kit that can make life easier as a website manager and content creator. We always surprise each other. We don't discuss it before, you know, going live or recording the, you know, the podcast. So, Johnny, what is your selection for episode 20? For episode 20, I'm going with Optin Monster. Uh, it's a, this is, a, it's been around quite a while now. Um, but it's so powerful. It's a really powerful lead generation piece of kit, basically, that you can embed, put on top of your website. It's highly effective. It gives you uh, pop-ups. It gives you floating bars, all sorts of other types of um, features that it's got, including opt-in forms as well, ultimately to help grow your email list uh, and to convert more visitors into subscribers or clients or customers. It's about that, making sure that you know, you're giving them a welcome, making sure that you've got 
um, uh, things happening at relevant, thinking about that user journey and as they're going around the website, as they're doing different things, as they're interacting with different areas, it's about, you know, jumping out and, and taking their hand and, to, and leading them where exactly where you want them to go um, and, and getting those uh, that, that trust in front of them to be able to ultimately convert, as I said, into growing the list, whether it be email list or what we you know really want, clients and customers. So converting into clients and customers. Episode 20, it's all about optinmonster.com for me. Thank you, Ahmed, Johnny. So my selection is probably an, an odd one. It's something that we mentioned ever so briefly a few episodes ago, which is having Zoom meetings and using them to actually support your content creation efforts. So my role as a digital marketing consultant and storytelling consultant is to find ways for people to not miss out on that spark, that moment which I call the content moment where you are at your best in conversation mode. And it is likely that the vast majority of you will have video meetings with prospects, with clients, with colleagues, with suppliers, and so on. And you're having great conversation. Within those conversations, you'll find yourself sharing very helpful, insightful advice. And very often I'll say to, you know, when people ask me the question, where do I begin with my website management journey? Where, where do I begin with my content marketing journey? As to begin by retelling the conversation you had yesterday. But the reaction I get is, ah, oh, do you know what? I wish I'd recorded this because I've forgotten <laughs> or I said something really, really clever, but I don't remember the words I use specifically. So Zoom introduced a few months ago, and I've been testing it with, with a vengeance, the AI summary or they call it sometimes the AI companions, part of a portfolio of support. So you and I um, could be on Zoom. We could actually be um, recording the, this session, and you get a pretty damn good AI summary. So it's not a transcription. Let's be very, very clear here. It's a as if somebody was taking notes on the side of the room, and then they were sending you the meeting notes um, afterwards. And my recommendation, therefore, is get into the habit to always, always select the AI summary as often as, as you can on Zoom, and I'm sure the platform will have a similar platform. And then at the end of each month, I want you to take the best bits of those different AI summaries and write an article, which is essentially the, the best advice roundup. So, you know, you, could, you know, you can take a paragraph from AI summary number two, a paragraph from AI summary number four, and six and 10 and 11 of that month, and you create yourself an article saying, well, I've been quite busy. I met some very interesting people, and here's a summary of the kind of conversation and advice that I've given for your own benefit because, unfortunately, you could not be there yourself. And, and I think those habits of capturing yourself when you're conversation mode is going to be very, very important for next year. Yeah, there are uh, other tools uh, that you can get for Teams, um, uh, but with Zoom, it's fully integrated, dead easy. You can actually leave it on default as well so that it's always on whenever you start a meeting. And as Pascal said, it's it, it's frighten, frighteningly good. It's very clever, um, and it really does summarize very well, uh, so much so that you can even turn it into purely just you know sending notes to the client afterwards to say, this is what we've agreed perhaps you're using it for internal meetings but it's but what uh, what pascal's t particularly talking about here is taking those i i call them gold dust moments uh you know and and really grabbing them and and making something of it uh and uh and the ai is there to ultimately capture everything that you're saying and remember it so yeah it's worth do it. you know do you know what's interesting now that i know that i've got ai summary 
I'm being more careful about how I structure what I say <laughs> so that I don't have to edit the advice afterwards, which is actually to the benefits of the, 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 the other person saying, all right, you know, I, or I do a better job now to recap at the end of the meeting as well than I, than I used to, because I know that I'm going to get a better AI summary for it. <laughs> Very true. But I, but do you know what's also interesting? I find myself sometimes holding myself back thinking the machine is listening. <laughs> I might be careful what I'm saying. <laughs> But it's, so now, it's, interesting for viewers and listeners, who is training who? You know, is my behavior being you know detected by the presence of AI? But sincerely, I did a, a, a the final test before yesterday. I had a one-hour meeting with a client, and the AI summary. I just had to essentially tweak the spelling of their name, and that was it. It was yeah. perfect. It's mad. <laughs> Well, that was segment three, the three, the website engine room. Uh, let's move to segment four, which is the website call to action. And this is about the one change, the one adjustment you should be making right now on your website. Johnny, what is your recommendation? So if you have a form or a checkout on your website, it's all about adding a progress indicator. And what that is, is it's uh, it shows how you're progressing within the checkout, within the form. Perhaps you're showing the number of steps. So maybe, you know, it's something green in a bar shows that you're at step one, step two, step three, stage one, stage two, stage three. Or perhaps it's a percentage so that you, the user can easily see that they're sort of at 33%. They've got uh, whatever left. And what this is about is is ultimately increasing that conversion to the user filling out the form or completing the checkout because what you're showing is how many steps they've already taken and there's not that many left um, and you're showing that progress and you're making them feel like there's not too much more to do obviously if you've got a, a very complicated long form then of course that's going to take longer but even so it's still going to help you get the, the the proof uh and the data shows that people are more likely to fill out more of the form or complete more of the checkout if there's a progress indicator in place so it's it's one small change that i think can make quite a difference on the conversion which ultimately if you make just you know a one percent change on conversion the power of that in terms of profit is is quite uh, remarkable and you're right, the data is very, very clear. <clears throat> that that kind of, you know, the, the progress bar could be visual, could be a percentage figure, could be you, you're on two, three or five, um, really, really works really well. <clears throat> my, my selection is a build up on something you mentioned a few months ago, which is around the footer. So your recommendation at the time was around making sure you have all the elements expected of you from a legal standpoint as well as a practical one. But again, because of the time of year, I think there is an opportunity here for all of us to review everything, the layout and the design, in fact, of your footer. So it doesn't look like it's something that's been neglected completely. A bit like what can happen sometimes, Johnny, you know, with the um, the contactors form or that kind of thing where it looks very mechanical and it doesn't give the impression that there's been any care and attention given to it compared to the rest of the website. So for me, you know, the footer is probably an element that, granted can be left alone when you need to go for launch but a year two year five ten years later i think the you know you want to give the impression that at least you've um, grouped things differently you've even looked at the language you've looked at the design element and and make them smile and then i would add on to that a very very important one which is around credibility 
make sure that when you, you have your copyright statement, you put actually the year your business started and the current year. So you can really show that you've been in operation for a number of years. Because I know some people have got the footer to automatically change the year, but actually you miss, you're, you're under-communicating one of my favorite terms this year with signed Well, if you've been trading for 10 years, it should read 2014, 2024, as opposed to just 2024 copyright or rights reserved. So look at the footer, do some research, look at what other industries do with the design and layout of the footer, and make sure that in your copyright statement, we see the full kind of uh, the, the full trading years, if you will, and, and your seniority as an active participant in your industry. And, and what I love about this is that we absolutely, it's just in our nature, we try to give actionable advice. That's, that's just what we like to do. And that's the smallest of things, using a 2014 to 2024 instead of just 24. It adds another tick box of trust. And, and ultimately, people buy, they buy from people they like, they buy from people, uh, um, it, 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 it's about, you know, it's the price, um, it's the product, but it's also, do they like you, do they trust you? And just being able to demonstrate that you've been trading for 10, 15, even five years, it adds trust. And it's just a tiny tweak that, you know, will take a, a fraction of a, a minute to uh, to implement. So, yeah, I really like that. But in terms of the footer itself, so many websites I've seen, you know, maybe it's a template website. The footer just hasn't been considered in the slightest. Um, and and that's where sometimes you can start scrolling down and think, mm, I'm not very proud of this website. And you get that pang in your stomach when someone says, what's your website address? Um, and and partly the footers actually had some play in it because it's just bloody awful. So, uh, so I, I love that uh, website call to action this week, Pascal. Thank you. Thank you, and yours as well. Um, actually, because recently I did have to complete a survey, and you know that when you begin to go, I hope this is not going to take too long, and they had a progress bar, and which meant that you know I had I was more willing to participate and complete the survey as a result as well. So very very valid point. Yeah, to totally. Um, what another episode? Let's reflect. Let's uh, let's see what we've covered. So I'm going to play Christmas music at the same time because you know it's. Season. We talked about um, we talked about blog articles and really considering whether you need to use our three R's, which is retain, rewrite, or remove. And what we're suggesting is that if you've got low traffic uh, blog articles, you absolutely need to do something with them. Whether it be retain, whether it be rewrite, whether it be remove. Retain is is making a little tweak. Rewrite is full rewrite or remove is just delete nothing wrong with a bit of decluttering especially at this time of year uh, although i think you were suggesting once a quarter pascal was that what you said yeah once a quarter during your kind of website re review meeting yeah we uh, talked about video seo don't just put don't just embed the video think about the meta tags think about the transcript whatever content can you add to the page we talked about using ai to enhance your meetings but also to get those gold dust moments out of your meetings, opt-in monster to help convert uh, and uh, uh, into whether it be into subscribers or customers. And we've given you a couple of call to actions, use progress in indicators on your forms and rethink uh, and review your footer. So all in all, it's content optimization with a few essential tools that hopefully will start making you feel more proud of your website. 
And as you mentioned, these are very, very easy to implement. They are also a great point of discussion with your team, with your designers and so on. So don't try and do everything on your own necessarily. Uh, there's, there's pleasure in delegation as well as you know working as part of a team or a cohort if you're part of a mastermind group. And the whole idea being that 2024 will be then moving to 31 years of internet. And you are addressing an audience who is very, very mature, who is very visually literate about what is good, bad and ugly. And we only have a few seconds to make the right first impression. So go through what we've discussed today, but also the, the, the other 19 episodes. They are short form on purpose, so you can really take action. And well, let's just say that we will have a few more surprises to announce the next year as well, to make sure that once again, you can feel part of your website again and just approach what you need to do with great passion. Well, that is it for today. This was episode 20 of our new website podcast series, uh, the audio companion to the 90 Day Website Mastery Program. For more information, please visit 90daymarketingmastery.com and you'll be able to book your discovery call with either myself or Pascal. We'll be back with another episode, of course, in 2024. Uh, in the meantime, feel free to send your questions, share your preferred apps and links to your website once you've made the changes we spoke about because we'd love to give you a shout out. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. It's uh, and 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 happy New Year even. Bye for now, and we'll leave you with a fun video and audio montage whilst you go through your notes and actions and put them in place and make your website amazing. <laughs> Take care. Merry Christmas. See you soon. 